Welcome. And thank you for joining the Father's Vineyard podcast. We are located at 724 Oakland Road in Spindale, North Carolina, and invite you to join us. We are a church that loves God, loves people, and makes a difference. And now, let's join today's service. Amen. Amen. That's, is he God? Yes. Is he your God? Yes. Do you belong to him? Does he belong to you? Yes. We'll give him a shout. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, you can learn some things when you come to church. Have you already learned something? Okay, Vicki, what'd you learn? He's your God. Uh, is anybody else? You got something special that you learned already? You what? You're a bodybuilder in the kingdom of God. You're building the body. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Good stuff. I, that sounds like a Duncan. No, that's good, that good word. Yeah, he gives good words. All, a lot of words come. Uh, well, I learned something this morning. Yes, ma'am. I hear that train a-coming. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going to get that today. Here's what I learned. I went in to see the nursery Sunday school class. I usually go in there about, about every Sunday, almost every Sunday, and I, I go in there for hugs. I want to hug the kids, and they want to hug me, so, so I did that. But anyway, while I, were, while I was there, I learned something. Because one of them, who happens to be, go by the name of Ren Wilson, one of them Wilson boys, after he hugs, he goes and sits down, and we're, you know, everybody's just calming down. And he said, do you know... <laughs> what you call two monkeys I knew was in trouble then <laughs> do you know what you call two monkeys with the same Amazon account <laughs> and I said I have no clue he said prime mates <laughs> ta-da So, you can learn a lot coming to church. <laughs> Being around them kids. I love that kind of stuff. I really do. And I, was, I told him, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell everybody that. And he just kept on drawing, doing what he was doing. But he, he told his joke and he was done. He was over for him. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that, that was a good one. I enjoyed it. Uh, we do have some, uh, some things that I said I was going to have for you last Sunday. These things about what you say yes to God about. Be it unto me according to your word. So there at the communication center, you can get those um, after the service. I promised you I'd have those, and we have them. Um, have you ever felt stuck in your life? You ever felt like you're just like spinning your wheels and then your spiritual life as well, and uh, and then... 
some of us feel like we're sort of like we've settled. A lot of us settle for less while we are desiring more. And it doesn't shake us until we realize how it really is. And a lot of times we're placed into a, a place that's called mediocrity. Just mediocre. Just have an ordinary, undistinguished, so so inferior life. And our spiritual life can get to those places. And some of us have been in those places for a little while. Some have not, but some have. We've gotten sidetracked. Have you ever gotten sidetracked with your journey with God? I have. And we get complacent. We get disappointed. And because of that disappointment, we sort of get stuck. Disappointment has a way of doing that. Disappointment has a way of bringing discouragement. Then we have no courage. Discourage. In other words, it takes the courage away from us to be able to do the things that God wants us to do, say the things that God wants us to say. And we get a little discouraged with that. Well, that's all the enemy's plan. He wants us to keep us at a place of, to, to, at a place that is complacent, that self-satisfaction, a little smug, unaware of potential danger. Routine. Have, uh, you know, to be honest with you, there's nothing about life with Jesus that is routine. Nothing. So-so. We can, we can become that, but that's not Him becoming that. One thing I want to tell you today, too, is that Jesus is not an addition to your life. He's not an add-on. Tell your neighbor, He's not an add-on. He didn't say, well, how are you? Well, I'm doing great. I added Jesus to my life. He's not an add-on. Anytime we think he's an option, he becomes like an add-on. But he's not an add-on. Our life that we used to live is now his life that we're being lived. See, it's not we have the life of Jesus. It's, we are, it's really we are living the life of Jesus. It is his life that we now live. He's not, well, I got to find Jesus. You, you've already got him. Who told you you had to find him? If you already have him, if you don't have him, you need to find him. You need to surrender to you. Like the, like the song says, my life is a surrendered life. And the life that I now live is Christ's life being lived in me. See, it really removes all the effort. And then as long, as long as we keep him who lives in and through us, you won't run into these things of mediocrity and settle for less and stuck and things of that nature. You won't, you won't have any of that. But since we sometimes forget that thing about him living his life in us and through us, Sometimes when we don't have that, we, we venture out into these things that we feel like is 
not very meaningful. Well, I've got good news for you. The Lord uh, has made a way for this year <clears throat> for it to change your way of living, change your way of thinking. How does he do that? How is he doing that? Yeah, I, I had a sermon, really, I did. I had a message in 2004. And I wasn't released to give it. 2004 until today. Now, I, I wouldn't clap yet. <laughs> you know, I'm real gin, you know. You might not want to hear it because <laughs> it's 19 years old, you know. It's, it's, been, it's been maturing for 19 years. Really, I had, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to do that message, and I, I prepared that message, and, and, and actually it's on Saturday night. He said, you put that aside. i got something else I want you to tell. And then the following Sunday, I, I pulled that back out. He said, not yet. And I heard not yet so many times, and then I never asked him again. No, I didn't, because I didn't want to hear not yet. <laughs> I figured he's going to tell me when it was time. So now's the time. So it's aged a little bit, but it is the right time. And I'll tell you why it's the right time. That message was on doors, the doors of our life. Ones we need to go into, ones we need to stay out of. But it's been modified by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit. But he's, he's wanting us to know now that, see, this year coming tomorrow, or midnight tonight, is 2024. That's Gregorian calendar. That's our calendar. Hebrew calendar came, the new year in Hebrew, Hebrew calendar was September the 15th, this, this past September the 15th. It's already started. <clears throat> and we're in it now. That's the Hebrew calendar. As, as a lot of you know, I, I, study, I study those things about the calendar and, and what God is doing and what is it saying and what, because you, you want to see his calendar, you have to go here. Because there's dates and months and times that he tells you about, but it's according to his calendar, not the Gregorian calendar, not our calendar today. So anyway, what we have instead of 2024 is 5784. <clears throat> That's the Hebrew calendar, 5784. And we went into the 80s in the 20s. 2020 was, was 5780. That's a decade. The 80 meant the mouth. And in 2020, that's when that, that started. That's the year that we started having to wear a mask and we started being gagged. But that was the year, the starting year of the decade of 10 years concerning the mouth. Be able to speak and say, declare and do the things that he wants us to do. Now, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get lost in the weeds. I really don't. I just want to share with you from my heart what, what it is I believe God is saying for you. I'll raise your hand if you're here. All right. Now, if somebody's not here and you want it to be for them, raise your hand. Now, if you raised your hand for somebody else, that means you've got to go tell them. <laughs> or tell them to watch, right? You know, tell them to watch it on, on, online. So, 
This, this 2024, what does it mean? It says the 80 is the mouth to speak, to proclaim, to declare. What does the 4 mean? The 4 is the year of the open door. Say open doors. How many of you want open doors that God opens? See, that's what we need to be aware of and be conscious of, that this year is, is the year that he's opening doors. He's already opened them. Some, some of you have already experienced the open door of God, and your job has changed. Because he is a God who opens doors. And that open door was just for you at that moment, at that time. So you don't have to remain stuck. You don't have to remain down, you know, locked in, you know, we, we, we get let down and then, and then we get shut down when we're let down. He doesn't want that. He wants his people to be free. You know, there's a, there's a thing that uh, I, I saw one time, read, I actually read it, and uh, this study of the raccoon. The raccoon would, would go and get, get to a log and it'd have a small hole small enough to get his hand in and he would grab hold of something that he couldn't get out. It was too big for him to get it out. And he'd rattle and shake and do everything. All he had to do is let go. So instead of he having hold of it, it ha had hold of him. How many of you have got things that you'd like to be free of? I'm not going to ask you what it is. You, okay. You know, this, you, know, you know the word for you today, what it is? You've got to let this other thing go in order to have freedom. The thing that it didn't latch hold of you, you latched hold of it. You gave place for it. And when you gave place for it, you, you, you wanted to possess it. You wanted to control it, even though it's something that God didn't want you to have. And you yank and pull and turn, just, you know, beat the log, do all, do all this kind of things that, that you're just like, mm, mm, I want it out, I want it out, get it. I want it, I want to be free of this. But if the desire to keep it is stronger than the desire to be free of it, we'll always be in bondage. Our progress has stopped. So if we want to stay stuck, we can be. If we want to stay down, we can be. If we want to stay locked into things that we don't want to be locked into, we can be. But I'm telling you that God this year, and it's already started, God this year has opened doors for each one of you, including me. They're already open for you. And prophetically, we need to understand that that's a reality. So his calendar year means the year of open doors. Not just one, many. And we have to be conscious and alert to the fact that's a reality in my life. You know, th this thing about the, the, the doors, you know, I, <clears throat> what we have here, we have Revelations 3. Well, let, before I get there, you may ask this question about why, why would you be, 
Why would you put focus on the calendar? We all focus on the calendar. That's the reason you came today. But we're going to emphasize this. Why? Because he says in the Bible that there were sons, sons of Ishkar. And the Bible, Ishkar means to be employed by God. In other words, God, God has raised you up to do something special. There were 200 sons. And they all had the discernment to be able to discern the times, like calendars, the times and the seasons. We need to discern the times that we're in what's going on, and the seasons that we're in. We need to have that anointing upon us, and we need to ask God, God, I, need, I really need to see this. I really need to know this. I really need to see this. Because once, you have, once they had it, and God was using them, kings, uh, King David would go to him, Go to some of them, because there's 200 go, go to, and they'd say, he'd say, all right, what about, what about, what should I do about this? What should I do? Is it time for me to do this? Is it time for me to do that? And they would discern the times and tell him what he needed to do. So he told the people, or he told them and told the king, so the king could tell everybody, this is what we need to do. So what I'm telling you to do today is open your eyes to see the doors are here. There's different doors for different people. And there's doors that we all have the same as well. So why would we look at 5784? That's the reason. To discern the times. And to discern the seasons. So in Revelation it says this, Behold, I, put, I set before you an open door. Behold, I set before you an open door. It's open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who said that? Where are you at? Where are you at? Amen, amen, amen to that. Yeah, I got you. I set before you an open door which no one can shut. Nobody is going to shut the door that God opens. That's pretty good. He said, because you have little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. He said, there's open doors for us that we think somebody's going to shut it. No, no, no. The door God opens, no man can shut. It's for you and it's for I, myself. Revelations 4, 1 says, after these things I looked, behold, a door stand, uh, standing open in heaven, and I heard a voice, and I, and I heard, it was like the sound of a trumpet speaking to me, but here's what the voice says, come up here. Come on. So God's opening, God is opening doors for us, and we may see it. And what he's saying is, come on. Come on. This is for you. Come on. This is for you. No, come on. Then he said, he said, come up here, because I will show you what is to take place. I'm going to show you something that's going to take place. Come on, I've got an open door. But you have to come on. You have to be awakened to the, to the fact that he's opened doors for us. 
and they're good for us. But guess what we don't know? What's ahead? We don't, know, we don't know the next step. We don't know the next procedure. We don't know the next. He says, come on. His invitation is for you to, come on, man. Come on, girl. Come on. This is for you. No, I, that's too big for me. You hear it? Yeah. I'm too old to go do that, Eileen. And I'm not saying that to Eileen. I, I, told, I told Eileen before, you know, I said, I, I don't really know how long this is going to last. I'm getting old. She said, you're not getting old. You're just getting started. <laughs> I, need, I need her in my life. Why is that? I need that encouragement. You're not getting old. You're just getting started. Go on. Whatever God wants you to do, go do it. Whatever that open door is, go run in. Go run for it. So God has an open door for each one of us for different things. We'll, we'll go through that a little bit maybe if we get there. But um, another one in John 10, 9 and 10 says, I am the door. Jesus said, I am the door. Whatever door he's given you, he's, he, he's that door. And he opened it and then nobody's going to shut it. He said, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, they shall be Saved. Now, we, we don't want to leave that saved only to salvation. It is salvation, but it also means delivered. Shall be delivered. What are you going to be delivered from? Hanging on to this thing over here that you won't let go of. Even though you want it real bad, he don't want you to have it. So, you, so that there's, a, there's a, a deliverance that comes with it. And he says, and you shall go in and out. You'll be able to, wherever you go, you can go over here and you go over there. Wherever you go, you will find pasture. You will find provision. Wherever you go, here, there, in here, out here, wherever it is that you go, if you're through that door, in that door, he said, you will find the provision that you need whether you're going in or you're going out. He's got it all covered. All of it's covered. Amen. 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 So be it. So be it. So you got to reach for more in 24. Nah, I've got enough. <laughs> no, you think you do. No, I got this. Have you, ever, have you ever said I got this? Come on, be on. I've got whatever it is. Have you ever said no? I got this. Nobody. Raise your hand. If you've done it more than once, raise both of them. Oh, we got some honest folk here. I've got this, and all of a sudden you realize, oops. You know what? What I like about it. The Bible is this. All the stuff that God has done, I mean, and He has done a bunch in this Word. There's not a single one that says, oops. He's not a single, He hasn't done a single word that said, oops, I wasn't counting on that. We haven't surprised God with any of our shenanigans, any of our stuff that we, we did that we're not supposed to do. 
any, any of the times when we didn't do what he told us to do, he's not surprised. He knew all about it. But he never leaves you. He never closes that door for you. He's always with you. And he's wanting more for you to see, for you to feel, for you to obtain, for you to possess. He's wanting you to be able to walk in what he's already given you. So this thing about opening the door, when you open into a door, you walk into another area. You walk into his presence, his doors, his presence, his provision. And his presence is what? Joy forevermore. In his presence. So he's wanting, he, he, you know, it's a, his door is a, is a place of honor, a place of provision. What door is he opening for you that you're not recognizing today? And maybe you haven't seen it is because you've got your hands in something else. And you're distracted by wanting to change this so bad because you have set your heart on obtaining that more than obtaining him and what he wants. So we need to understand that there is an outpouring that is coming. So there is an outpouring that's coming. Why, why is he going to get, why is he having all these doors and wanting us to be conscious of the, the provision of God and the entrance that God wants us to take? Why is he doing that for us today? Because he wants us to have it. And he also wants us to give it. If he's improving your life, he's improving your life to be able to do what? Just enjoy it? No, he wants you to enjoy it. But is that all? No. What does he want you to do? He wants you to give it to others. He wants you to share it with others. Do you know, we talk about testimony. And, and, and if when we do not share our testimony, and I'm not talking about, well, you got to do it at church. You got to do it. No, no, you can. But that, that's not, not what he, no, he wants you to share your testimony of what you've been through, what God, where God has brought you from, and where God has you today. And He wants you to share that with people wherever you go. You just don't have to be long about it. Just give different clips about your life. And, and I, I, I studied a little deeper on that word testimony. And, and it, it means to do again. What is a testimony? Do it again. What is your testimony? It's an invitation as you talk about it's an invitation for what? I'm gonna go back to this side. <laughs> talk to me. What, what does it mean? Let me Amen. Do it again. Every time you give your testimony, you're opening up the things of God that touched your life. You're opening those up because you're giving testimony about it. And you're asking God, do it again. Because if He did it for me, He'll do it for you. 
even the bodybuilder over here, he, he, will do, he, 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 will do, he will do it. He will do it for you. Do it again. So every, every time we don't share our testimony, we're holding back on God doing it again through you talking about it. That's the reason sharing our testimony is extremely important to everybody. Extremely important to everybody. Because what are we saying? Do it again, God. You saved me. You saved them. You delivered me. You can deliver them. You healed me. You can heal them. You set me free. You can set them free. All I'm, all, I'm, all I'm doing is sharing what God has done to me, through me, for me, to other people. And, I, and in the sharing of that testimony, I'm saying, God, do it again. I like happy day. Happy days are here again. <laughs> you know, listen, listen, God wants to, God, see, every time we get something from the Lord and we hang on to it, it'll be just like, it'll be just, it'll be just like that raccoon. So I said, well, well, God gave me this. Well, sometimes he may ask you for it back. No, God wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, he would. Why do you think he wouldn't? If what he's given you all of a sudden becomes something to you more than he wants it to be and it's crowding him out, guess what he's asking for? He's asking for that. He gave Jesus, he gave Jesus a ministry. He gave Jesus the first mega church. He had thousands of people, thousands, tens of thousands coming. That's, that's, he had followers. <clears throat> hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> tens of thousands, tens of thousands of followers. But you know, here's the thing about it. He did that for those, those three years, and people were just following him. Now, some of them were following him just because of the meal he was given, just for the miracles. That's the only reason they was following I don't, I don't want to make any commitment. That's when, that's when he turned around to a whole crowd and said, hey, if you're going to follow me, if you're really going to be my disciple, you're going to have to eat my, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Now, what was he trying to do? Thin the crowd? No. He was trying to make them make a decision deeper than fish, deeper than bread. He's wanting, he's wanting your commitment to be deeper than what he just gives you at this moment. Amen. So he had all these thousands of people. Then one day came. What did, what did the father ask him for? What did he ask him for? He asked him for the ministry. What's he asking for? You got to walk away from that to be able to walk to a wooden cross. You got to give this up because I got something else to give you. And that's what God gave him. So don't, don't say, because God gave me this, he'll never take it. He may ask you for that. 
We sing a song that says, uh, oh, you all know it. What is it, Char? He, get, he gives and takes away. And we'll just, he gives and takes away. He gives and takes away. What's the name of it? What's, what's the rest of it? What? Blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and takes away. We'll sing it like we mean it, and we'll go out as soon as God takes something. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hold it a second. Wait, oh, ooh, wait a minute. I didn't know it meant that. No, I've had that a long time. I like that. I know you like it a little too much. That's the reason I want it. Oh, Charlie, don't sing that song anytime soon. <clears throat> we, might, we might be hypocritical. Y'all know what that means, don't you? That means fake. It means theater. We're just pretenders. That's what the Pharisees were. They were pretenders. They were of the theater. They put on the show, but it didn't really go in on I've got to hustle. <laughs> Not in a bad way. <laughs> Not in a bad way. So, how are we going to get this, these doors? How are we going to walk through these doors? What's got to be done? What's our role? What is our role? 1 Corinthians 16, we've got to learn this first. There's a wide open door of opportunity for effectual service. Has opened to me... And there's a great, it's a great and promising one. But there are many adversaries. <laughs> this door to God's opening for me is absolutely great. It's wonderful. But the Bible says, but there'll be many adversaries opposing you from walking in and walking through what God's opened for you. I'm telling you the truth. If you had something great and all of a sudden trouble came with it, then it's just a test. You know, th this thing, it says, the Bible says, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, that, that to actually stands, it, that, that T actually stands, test. From faith, test, faith. Glory, test, glory. To get you in this glory and you want to go to the next glory, what's in between the two? A test. A test. And that's the way of God. Here's another way. You can write this down if you want to, but if you don't, you can just listen. We, we get trapped sometimes in status quo. Status quo. What is that? What is that? Anybody know? It's just status quo. It's, 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 it's just common, everyday, ordinary. It's just, it's just status quo. Do you know that we can become status quo in here? It's just status quo. We just do, we just do this and do this all the time. 
You know what God has to do in, with status quo? <clears throat> the next step to status quo for him is give you a new door. A new thing. And after he gives you a new thing, and it's coming from him, because he's wanting to break the status quo. He gives you this new door. He gives you this new thing. And the very next thing that happens is chaos. Hey, we ain't never, whoa, we ain't never done it this way before. Oh, wait a minute. I don't, whoa. New door. A new thing. And chaos comes. Why? Because there's resistance by the enemy for us to go forward. We do not need to be a people that goes backward. We need to be a people that goes forward. Forward. Not backward. And we don't need to stand still in our progress in God. Then he, then he, goes, he goes from that chaos to possibilities. New possibilities now. I see it differently than what I used to see. And then from the possibilities it goes to the provision that he wants us to experience. The only problem with it is that when that provision becomes another status quo, he's going to have to show us a new door. He's going to have to show us that we have a new way of doing things. He has a new way of doing things. Behold, we, we, we sing that song, but behold, he makes what? All things new. We think because we got one new thing, that's it. No. All things new. Uh, what thing? The next thing. And then the next thing. And then the next thing. He's making it all new. <clears throat> and he's got doors opening throughout all of our lives this year that we need to expect to be able to see it. We need to expect to be able to walk in it. But we have, we have to understand too that there will be opposition by the enemy to keep you and I from walking in it. Over in Philippians 3 it says this, and here's, here's the thing we have to learn. It says, uh, not that I have already obtained, obtained everything and not not having everything being made perfect in me, I press on in order that I may lay hold of that of which you have laid hold of me for. See, God has laid hold of each one of us. If we've surrendered our, wife, our, our wives... <laughs> <coughs> Mine. <laughs> I know surrender. <laughs> please, please, please forgive me. <laughs> anyway, if we have surrendered our lives, <laughs> we're in a we're in a place that that God is saying. If I have your surrender, I have everything of you. And my everything is in your everything. If I have you, there's nothing that we can't do together. 
I have you. I just surrender. If you just surrender to me, I've already surrendered. I gave my body. I gave my life. I gave my blood. And I gave everything. And, now, and, and from that, giving everything, he was raised from the dead and has everything brand new. And that's what we have. We have that everything brand new with us. And he, he wants us to capture the fact that these doors are a reality in our life and he, this year. And he wants us to be able to walk into them, through them, and into them. He says, I want to lay hold of the, everything that he's laid hold of me for. And he says, brethren, I do not regard myself as having, hold, having grabbed hold of it yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet. This is Paul. He said, but one thing, one thing I do. There's a one thing. One thing I do, he said, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I'm forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting everything back here. See, a lot of us, a lot of us can't forget what we did when we were in sin. We can't get over that. God's already gotten over it. He paid for it. He sent his son, paid for it, and bought you and I. And took away everything back here. Everything. And he took away the things we're going to do bad in the future. Because he's forgiven us of all, all sin. And reaching forward. Forget what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. And here it goes again. I press forward. I press forward. I press forward. I push hard after. I am hard after this. What am I hard after? I'm hard after this goal of the prize of the upward call of God in my life. I want to do everything that God wants me to do. What is this song we sing? What's the name of it? Surrender. I will what do? I'll make room. I'll make room for you. Do whatever you want to do. That, that, see, I'll, see, by the way, I, this, this <laughs> do, do you know that, that when Mary and Joseph came wanting to deliver we say there, were, there was no room in the inn. And we believe there were no rooms available. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says there was no room for them in the inn. Poor don't have anything. The Bible didn't say there was no rooms available. There was no room for them. Okay. Okay. There's no room for them in the end. And sometimes people will not like you because you're a Christian and there won't be any room for you. Just because you're a Christian, just because you're a Jesus follower, just because, just because you're walking a narrow way. 
there will be no room for you in certain things. It'll be available for everybody else, but it won't be for you. Okay, that was my Christmas message. So we'll, we'll just move on. Move, move, move on. But I, I've got to close. But um, Henry goes on, he says, have the same mind in you. Let the same mind be that, that's going on, let the same mind be in you. And he said, if you have a different attitude, God will reveal it to you. In other words, you're still not wanting to reach forward. You're still not wanting to step forward. See, our life should be a forward progress. Forward progress in everything. You know, we, we get stuck sometimes because we haven't forgotten what's behind us. Amen. We get stuck. You remember, the Bible says, remember Lot's wife. You know why we should remember? See, Solomon and Gomorrah, it's about to rain down, God's about to rain down fire and brimstone upon Solomon and Gomorrah. He said, angels, go get, get Lot and his wife, get, 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 get them out of there. So, and, and God tells him, look, he grabs them by the, they grab them by the hand because they were in delay. And he actually starts leading them out and gets them out to where they're supposed to go. And, um, <clears throat> and the Bible says that God told them, do not look back. And what did Lot's wife do? Look back. Now, it, 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 you, you have to understand that they're walking, they're walking to this place that they're supposed to go live, and then he says, don't look back. We can't think that it's just like that and that's all there are to it. That is not the look back that he's talking about in the Bible. What it's, it's, I said, man, all, all she did was just turn her head and glance back. No, it wasn't a glance. When you, when you studied that, it wasn't a glance. It was a look back with longing for it was looked back with respect and high regard. I don't want to leave. She looked back with a heart that was still in Sodom and Gomorrah. A heart that wanted to go back. I don't really want to do this. And she was, like I said, that she wasn't in front of her husband. She was behind her husband in order to be able to do this. So she looked back with longing. She looked back with, with a desire to be back there. It wasn't just a glance back. That wasn't, that wasn't what it was. That's what she looked back with a longing for. And what happened? She became what? I know, I know. I, I'm not going to get y'all's answer. <laughs> y'all having too much fun with it. But no, I'm fine. She became calcified. She became a pillar of salt. <laughs> not because she just, she just, glint. no, no, she wanted that more than she wanted to do what God wanted her to do. 
Sometimes that creates hardness in our heart. Sometimes that freezes us in doing anything else for God because we're frozen. We've been calcified. So remember, remember that. Okay. Read the first 11 verses of Philippians chapter 3. And it will tell you how Paul got to the place of pressing forward. Reaching forward. And how he got to the place of not looking back on what's behind him. He had all the credentials. He lists all his credentials of who he was. And he actually got to the place, he said, I count that nothing but loss. Then he goes, gets a little harder with it. He said, I count that, I count that as dung. That's nothing but waste to me. All of these things that his, all of his hot shot stuff that he was by the law and what he achieved, he counted as dung. Human waste in view of the value of Christ in my life. So all the achievements that we can do by the law, when we really look at it and look at what he has for us, it's nothing. That word loss means it, it, it was of great value. Now it has no value. Now it's waste. Because he desires to know and to experience the presence of God, the presence of Jesus, the fellowship of Jesus, to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. He, want, he wants the, everything that Christ has for him. He said, I haven't obtained it yet. He said, well, that's where I'm going. And I'll count everything else as dung in view of that. So the door that he opens up for you this year, let it be one that you gladly walk through, uh, through with obedience. Let, let, one, one more thing. Now, you'll, you'll enjoy this part. Say, just say, I will. <laughs> um, here it is. Here's, here's some doors because it's going to be some of y'all's. Uh, the doors. I got it here somewhere. Thank you. Here, uh, that's what I'm going to give you. Here's some. And then we'll close. How about that? Okay. Door of hope. There's the doors in the Bible. Door of hope. How many of you want that door? Yeah. Door of provision. Door of finances. How many of you need that door of finances? You don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just saying, God, God has said, I've got a door set before you. And it's wide open. But you're going to have to let go of something out here in order to get to here. The door of faith. The door of miracles. And you want to see miracles. There's a door out there of miracles. Door of deliverance. How many of you, how many of you have, have you, there's something that you absolutely need to be delivered of. There's a door waiting for you to walk through, but you're going to have to give up something in order to get there. The door of answered prayer. 
um, door of healing, the door of communion. How many of you want to have more intimacy with the Lord? There's a door of communing. But you've got to, what you're going to have to give up? Time. The door of worship. You want to, you want to experience more worship in your life? I mean, there's a door that you have to walk through to be able to go there. One is you've got to get rid of the fear of man. So if he wants you to dance, you're not afraid to dance. You know why, we're, you know why most of us are afraid to dance? Because we know what it looks like. <laughs> other, people, other people see, see, it doesn't matter. Yeah, people are going to see it. People are going to see you live. But are you living with God? Then dance with God. If he wants you to dance. I'm not saying you have to dance when he ain't telling you to die. I'm not telling you that. There's a door of the narrow way. There's just doors, doors, doors all through the Bible that he said he's opening for you. He's opened these for you, and they're open. And I like the part when he says, come up here, come on, come on in, because I got something to show you. You need me to show you this in order for you to be beyond where you are. So come on. Come on. Amen? Amen. Okay. Everybody stand. <clears throat> Door of restoration, door of opportunity. How many of you want, want an opportunity to do other, other things in your life? There's a door out there for you. <laughs> He's already opened it. But we're going to have to leave where we are in order to press forward. See, this is a forward month, the year. This is a forward year, not a backward year. We're going forward. And the reason he's preparing us this year is because other people are going to need what we get this year. Other people are going to need it. If you don't have it, you can't give it. But if you have it, you can give it. that true? That's true. All right. So, the next time somebody says, show him the door. <laughs> you know what that means? Get him out of here. Next minute somebody says, show him the door. You just say, hallelujah, there's another door coming. <laughs> there's another door. So look for it. The reason we don't know about it is because we're not conscious of it. You've been made conscious of it today. This whole year. And it's something to talk about. It's the year of the 80s with the mouth. Something to talk about. Something to declare. If, you, if you're needing the door to be seen, declare that you see it. Say it to God. Say, God, I want to see this door. I'm struggling in this part of my life. I want to see the door of this deliverance. I want to see the door of this provision. I want to see the door of the healing. I want to see the, I want to see the door that I'm supposed to walk through. I'm ready to leave this in order to get to that. Amen. Some of you may not have left, left your pleasure of sin and never came to Christ. There's one portion in the Bible that uh, 
that in this he says, I run full ahead into the abundance of who you are. I'm running full ahead right into the abundance of who you are. If you're not, if you don't have that abundance of life, you don't have that life in you, you don't have Christ in you, today's your day. Today's your day to say, I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to live his life through me. And I'm tired of the one I'm living. So if that's you, lift your hand and we'll pray for you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now listen. Let's pray, let's pray for these that's lifted their hand. Would you do that? Take just a moment. I, I know what time to Just take just a moment. Don't I, what I want you to do is pray for them. You don't know their names. Just the ones that lifted their hand. Say your prayer for each one of them. 30 seconds. Do it. Lord, you saw each hand, and we ask you in the name of Jesus Christ to open their eyes to see your provision, see the doors that you've created that are wide open for them, that none will be obscured, none of, that none of them will be hidden. They'll be open in vision. They'll be open in what they walk in. And, Lord, I pray that, they'll be, that your people today will be in awe, restore Restore the all of you in their lives, in all of our lives. And we ask it in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. God bless y'all. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope today's worship and study of God's Word encouraging to you. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us by going to fathersvineyard.org. That's fathersvineyard.org. Thank you again, and we hope we can see and hear from you soon. Until next time. <laughs>